Hi, I'm Karen McMullen, the Human Design Channel, author of the book Alchemy of Consciousness, longtime lover of human design, and passionate salsa and bachata dancer. Together, let's activate your truth, unleash your aliveness, so that you can dance freely in your role in the global grand reorganization happening now on Earth. For me, human design was a sexual awakening that burned through the quietly draining aspects of my life. Let's see what it is for you. Hello there, beautiful. Grab a tea. I'm going to share with you why I sold everything and went to Cuba. And the incredible things that I've learned just by following my inner guidance and and going there. It was really a profound experience for me. And now I'm actually in Spain and I've just been here for a week digesting those experiences and decided to make some videos to share all that I learned. Not all of it, <laughs> but some of the main things. And um, yeah, if you want to hear like a mix. I'm going to talk about human design. I'm going to talk about faith and trust in your own inner guidance and, and connecting with God on a deeper level, navigating um, distortions and difficult behaviors in others and how to trust in yourself and my journey of embodiment and then just the experience of being in, in Cuba itself and how much that impacted me. So buckle up, grab your tea, and let's, let's hear about what I've been learning. So this story really begins back in 2019 when I was living in Mexico and I channeled this book, Alchemy of Consciousness. If you didn't know that I channel, this is uh, the book that I channeled, which really started me off on YouTube because I was so inspired by channeling this book that I realized I needed to create a platform to share the messages in here. And one of the core messages is about the global grand reorganization and, and big changes coming to the planet. And in that message, I was instructed to buy land and grow food. And so since 2019, I have been looking for where to live. I first started um, in Mexico, realized that that was not the place for me. Then I went back to Canada. I tried to live there during the pandemic and realized how miserable I was, that I didn't, um, it didn't suit me to live in that climate or that culture. And then I was guided really um, by my guides, I channel the Council of Light and I also connect directly with God. And I was guided to seek somewhere where I could live in nature and dance. And so I went to the Dominican Republic from there and I spent um, almost maybe I guess nine months living there. Um, and I thought maybe that would be my place because I found a really beautiful town in nature where I could dance. I was dancing Dominican bachata, which is so fun. I loved it. Um, the town where I was living, Las Terrenas, is absolutely beautiful nature. And um, 
And yet, while I was living there, I really felt a lack of friendship, lack of love. Like there was just a lot of people there that I really connected with on a soul level. Um, ironically, until I actually decided to leave in the last few weeks that I was there, I ended up meeting some really beautiful friends and creating those connections. Um, but while I was there, I received some, some guidance to begin to really take seriously my dancing and actually consider myself as a legitimate dancer. Even though I'm actually surrounded by professional dancers, people who have competed, people who have devoted their whole career to dancing, who've been dancing since they were kids, um, their level of embodiment and dancing is something I will, I will never achieve in my lifetime because they're, they just started from way earlier. Um, and, and so I always sort of thought of myself as really amateur and, and um, in this guidance, I was shown that this is really a big part of my, my life value is my dancing and that it's okay that I'm not like the best dancer. That's actually not really the point. There is a transmission in my dancing. There's something important about it and that I ought to really invest in it in, in um, both in terms of investing time, energy, and money, even potentially traveling to learn, taking classes, sharing about my dancing online, um, all those kinds of things. And um, I was shown all of this really quite elaborately by spirit, like it was made very, very clear. And that uh, shifted my mindset. This was back in the fall that I started to realize how important dancing was. I mean, I was always enjoying dancing, but I, I didn't give it weight in terms of my life purpose until I received that message. So back in um, January, I uh, went on a trip to Cuba with my friend Tara. Um, she's my friend from Mexico. She was my dance teacher in Mexico and she leads trips to Cuba. I went with her in 2019 and had one of the best weeks of my life. So I went back to Cuba with her in January of 2023, took classes every day and went out dancing at night and just had the best time. It was so fun. I just felt like my spirit was lit up. And then when I got back to the Dominican Republic after that, it was just such a contrast. I felt so sad. Um, I really missed being there. I missed being with my friends. I was like, why don't I just leave? I'm free. It was cool because at that time I was actually creating and delivering a program called the Freedom Frequency. It's available on my website. And the essence of that is really embodying the frequency of freedom and then letting your life unfold from that frequency. I was guided through my meditation to sell my things. Again, I've done this quite a few times. And to leave the Dominican Republic and to actually let go of my apartment there. I had, um, I had brought all my my special things down from Canada um, to make it homey there. Um, so I went through a process uh, yet again of like letting go of my belongings, letting go of my clothing and sorting and sifting through those things 
Some things I was able to send back to Canada with a friend, but this was really hard to let go of things um, this time around because the things that I had with me in the Dominican Republic were all my most precious things, the things that I most loved. And I didn't really have anything that I didn't love or want, but I had way too much to bring with me um, on my next chapter because uh, yeah, I was realizing even though I found some properties in the Dominican Republic that I felt like really could work for buying and growing food and really beautiful places where I could build, you know, my life, I still felt this like I don't feel loved here. I don't feel cherished. I don't feel friendship, which, which is very odd because I usually meet friends quite easily. I was guided to leave and to really pack lightly. That was the instruction. It was like, let go of everything. You don't need a lot for this next chapter. You really need to have to go lightly. And that was in contrast, because when I left um, Canada to go embark on finding my place to live, I brought two huge suitcases with me. It was so cumbersome to travel with. And here I was, trying again to limit what I had and I just could not do it like the last minute leaving the Dominican Republic literally down to the minute um to catch my taxi to go to the the airport or actually we took a bus um I was trying to get rid of things and I just couldn't do it but at the final moment I just had to throw some things into a suitcase and what fit fit and everything else I left behind Oh my goodness, there's this um, saying from the book, or no, the movie Fight Club. What you own ends up owning you. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that ever true? Like, sometimes it's just really, really hard to let go of attachment to material objects, at least for me. Um, so that was pretty difficult, but in the end, I ended up just going. So... <laughs> Oh my God, but I did not pack light. I did not follow the instruction, okay? I had, um, I had, I'll, I'll, I'll show a picture of how I ended up leaving the Dominican Republic, but it was not light. And, um, and then what I ended up doing was I was going to Mexico. So I had one week in Mexico at a retreat with 18 women from my mastermind. Hey, I am now in Mexico. I just got into my Airbnb and then I just repacked. Um, well, I didn't repack, I unpacked because I created a very chaotic departure. Today was crazy. <laughs> I was guided when I knew I was gonna be leaving the, the Dominican Republic. I got several messages during my meditations to just let things go, just let go of my things, to travel lightly into this next chapter and to to release, you know, even that some of the items, just letting them go is about just shedding the identity of who I was when I bought those things. Um, and yet I don't own, you know, that many things. In total, I brought like three suitcases in total down to the DR difficult to let things go. I tried selling 
things. But yeah, basically within an hour of departing today, I was paying my rent, I was uh, packing, and I was selling things to a woman who was buying my clothes. And I ended up selling her like quite a few items of clothing that I was thinking of bringing with me. But um, my suitcase just was full. It just felt like I hardly had any room. So I got to the airport and I was six kilograms overweight in my suitcase and I didn't even get to bring my nice suitcase I brought this ugly duffel bag that has been in my family for like 20 years and I had a nice suitcase so right now I'm kind of mourning all these things that I just just let go of in a flurry in order to get on my flight and I think that's just what it took because in those ultimate moments I just made a bunch of quick decisions about what not, what to bring and what not to bring. Um, and I made a few mistakes, like I don't have my phone charger, so the moment this runs out will be the moment that it, it runs out. Um, so tomorrow I'm going to be packing and planning for my trip to Cuba. I'm planning to buy a whole other suitcase. In the morning, I was trying to bring two, two suitcases in one, but I couldn't fit it today. Um, so I let that go. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to just need to buy another suitcase tomorrow and fill it with food. So um, almost packing as if I'm going camping and bringing a lot of supplies for two months in Cuba. Buying some shoes, buying a blender... That'll, that'll be what I'm doing tomorrow, getting some uploading and video stuff done, hopefully. And then it'll be a week with my mastermind sisters at a villa that we rented. So pretty excited about that. I can't even believe that that's happening. Yeah, it was so sad leaving the, the DR today. I can't even believe I left. <laughs> I had spent the last week like dancing so much. It was... It was crazy incredible there this week there were so many professional dancers in Las Trenas on retreats it just felt like something out of a movie the kinds of choreographies that were happening on the dance floor I'm so passionate about dancing and I can't wait to get into even more into it with uh, this time I'm giving myself in Cuba just wanted to come on here and share a little bit with you my journey. So 18 of us rented a villa and we met in person. So people were flying in from all around the world, from Australia, from England, from um, different places in Europe, in the, in the United States and Canada. Um, this, this week that we had together was absolutely magical because all these women are frequency communicators, they're healers, they're entrepreneurs. Many of them are really, really successful um, in online business, super conscious, um, really talented and gifted. And we just came together and we melded into harmony and we were each so much ourselves and we just did our own thing really, um, but honored each other and also came together symbiotically. And one of the women, Homaya, I'll put her link to her Instagram below, H-O-M-A-Y-A. -A. 
She is an incredible, wow, um, energy healer, shaman, priestess, uh, master healer, master guide, master, master. She's a master. She's a master. And she's, she used to travel all around Europe delivering healing workshops and transmissions. Um, and she's just really, really a gift to humanity. So she led us in some really powerful healing. And what happened for me in that um, week was I really opened my heart like on a whole other level. Um, and it was so beautiful in the presence of my sisters and just feeling this bond that we have for, for life, really. We're really there to support each other. Um, so that week was really, really beautiful and profound and so energetically supportive, especially after kind of like a dry period in the Dominican Republic that felt um, really difficult and, and like unloving, let's say, like kind of harsh. <laughs> the other thing that happened that I want to say, um, this was actually before I left uh, the Dominican <laughs> On, a, on the money front, like money and because money is a big part of what this journey has been about because at uh, the end of 2022, my mastermind ended um, and I just stopped really a lot of my business activities. I didn't feel like inspired um, to sell anything. And also I didn't know how I was gonna earn money so I just stopped earning money. Um, I mean, I still always get readings come in through my YouTube channel um, here and there, but that's not something like consistent. I don't know when people are going to buy readings and it's not something that I'm actively promoting or creating a livelihood for myself. So I was really in this place of surrender around money and earning and also inquiry because I just really wanted to find my way that's really working for me and that really makes sense. I've been doing this work for my whole life, my whole adult life, and still haven't found my way to create a real consistent income and livelihood. So, you know, that says to me something's off. Like I really, there's something I need to fine tune here. So I was kind of in this inquiry and stillness about it. Um, but during that uh, period, this was leading up to leaving the Dominican Republic, um, I went into one of my mastermind sister, Brianna Borton's um, class. She had a, a free master class. I don't know if you'll be able to access this meditation somehow, but um, maybe I'll see if I can put a link in the description box because it was so frigging amazing. She's so magical, Brianna Borton. She has... She had a million dollar month during this past year. Uh, so she has several businesses. It is really cool because she's not only, you know, successful in the entrepreneurial realm. At the same time, she is really, really um, energetically attuned and, and so magical. So she led this meditation. Um, it was about money magic was the name of the masterclass. And she led this meditation where we connected with the spirit of money in our lives and for me the spirit of money came in 
as a beautiful, luscious um, Indian woman. And uh, later I've spoken to several of my friends who have Indian heritage and they told me that I was meeting Lakshmi. And, um, and she came to me and, and I had this whole surroundings that was all like this beautiful, rich tapestries and colors. And, and she just said to me, I'm going to bless you so hard. <laughs> I'm going to bless you so hard. All you need to do is relax and receive. Whew. So it's like so cool because I mean, it's funny because she said, all you need to do is relax and receive. You know, that sounds easy, but actually to literally be relaxed when you don't know where your money come, is coming from is difficult. You know, like that's where I usually am not relaxed. That's where I get active and where I start to worry and where I start to take action. And um, what, what she was telling me is to relax and receive and really trust um, God, really. So that was kind of always in the back of my mind throughout this entire experience, really since then, uh, rewiring my levels of trust. So I'm going to talk about that theme throughout because that's really the main thing that I've been learning about is deeply trusting. And, and that lesson has been coming through on so many levels. So this is where I was at when I was leaving Mexico to go to Cuba. So I was in Mexico for one week with my beautiful mastermind sisters. And then it was time to go to Cuba. And I did not listen to my instruction to travel light. I actually bought a second suitcase. I filled it with food because I wanted to have all my favorite, like special foods that I like to go to Cuba. <laughs> and um, I spent like almost maybe a thousand dollars just on food um, in the second suitcase. So lo and behold, the day that I'm to fly to Havana from Mexico, which is only, I think an hour flight, uh, I, <laughs> I arrive at the airport, there's a crazy long line. I have my two really heavy suitcases and I ended up staying in the wrong line and then I went into the right line, but I was way at the back. And I finally get to the front and the woman says, well, you can't bring all this luggage with you. And I said, well, I was hoping just to buy an extra and pay for an extra suitcase, pay for extra luggage. And she's like, well, that's not possible on this flight. You either have to leave your suitcase, one of them, or you'll have to buy another ticket on a different flight. And so that was where, like, cause that was my instruction through my meditation leading up. It was like, let go, let go of attachment, let go of these things, travel light but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't let go. I wasn't, I just couldn't do it. So I ended up missing my flight. And I, like, so I learned that this is a crazy flight where this kind of stuff happens all the time. And yeah, there's a man there who's like, that's basically his job is to deal with people like me. And what ended up happening was me and one other traveler, this other guy, he was a CEO 
from Turkey and he loves diving. So he had all his expensive dive equipment and like tons of luggage. He had expensive luggage. Um, so he ended up missing his flight as well. And so the two of us, we ended up between the two of us buying a special flight where you could buy a special ticket, but only through a travel agent. So there was this man there who you could buy a special ticket through and one of us bought a ticket that included four bags and one of us just bought a regular ticket. So between the two of us, I think we had um, five, five pieces of luggage that we could have, but it was still, or maybe it was four. I think it was five, but they were very strict about the weight limit. So that was one of the, that was one of the key factors on this flight. And the, what I ended up discovering, I learned a lot about this flight, is that because Cubans, the ones that get a visa, they, what they do is they take this flight, they travel to Mexico, it's only one hour, they go there, they fill their bags with as much merchandise as possible, and then they bring it back to Cuba to sell. So a lot of people use this flight as a business opportunity and they weigh every single gram of weight. They weigh your backpack that you take on the plane. They weigh your purse. They weigh your carry-on luggage. They weigh your suitcases. You cannot bring one gram of extra weight. So <laughs> you can't bring any extra luggage. Every single little ounce of weight is accounted for on that flight. And like the lineup, people line up to get on this flight like three hours in advance. There's a huge line and all these bags and it is really crazy. And this is just one example of how nothing in Cuba is normal as from our, you know, our perspective <laughs> of the rest of the world. Like nothing in Cuba works the same. You know, most people think you can just go on a flight and bring an extra bag, not in this Cuban flight. Um, so we ended up um, staying an extra night at, at this hotel, buying an extra ticket. And, and it was so funny, relax and receive, because I ended up, you know, as a, you know, beautiful feminine woman in my relax and receive state, the, the man that um, was going through this same situation. He ended up paying for all my meals. And yeah, he paid for he paid for everything. And it started with at the restaurant where we were waiting to see if we could buy a different ticket. It just started with him buying me a coffee and I was so grateful. I was like, I just love this. Thank you so much. I love it when people buy me things. And uh, <laughs> I just think that's also really a part of receiving is where you actually receive and you're super grateful of what you're getting. It's like really receiving is about acknowledging what you receive and letting it really come in and land. So it was so funny because he ended up just wanting to treat me to a lot of things, which was so nice. And then I felt so taken care of. And then that night, I also met an ideal client, someone who was in Mexico and um, he was there at a music festival. And he just said, 
you know, as we got talking and I told him about what I do, he said, I have been waiting for years to meet you. And I know this is a life changing moment for me where I'm meeting someone who can really help me know who I am and know what I'm here for on this planet. And he was so grateful. We had an amazing evening. He also treated me to dinner. Um, he has a fiance. Um, so there's really no romantic aspect to it. It was just genuine like gratitude for meeting me and, and seeing who I am. And he is a projector. So, you know, he was really tuning into and recognizing uh, what I have to offer. So <laughs> the next day when we go to get this flight, so now we have all this luggage, but it wasn't straightforward because now we had it between our bags, we had to disperse the weight evenly and we were still really close um, weight wise. So it was like kind of stressful. Um, and what ended up happening was there was a woman there who also um, thought that she could just bring an extra piece of luggage and she was faced with the same choice where she either had to miss the flight or bring her luggage with her. And she, the, the man who sells the extra ticket, the travel agent guy who deals with people like us, uh, who's a Mexican man, uh, he, he introduced me to her and he said, you know, this woman's in the same situation you were in yesterday. Maybe you guys could take some of her luggage for her so that she doesn't have to let go of everything or so that she doesn't have to miss the flight. And I proposed this to my travel companion and he said, absolutely no way. We don't know this woman. She might have sketchy things in her luggage. So he said, no, I was kind of willing and I didn't even think about that angle. But anyway, what ended up happening was she was just standing there right in front of me and she starts unloading her bag. just everything that was in her suitcase, she's letting it go. She's letting it go and she's taking whatever she can in her carry-on backpack. She's just stuffing her little carry-on backpack with anything that she can have and letting everything go. And I was just standing there receiving this transmission of non-attachment because she just made that shift right away and let go of everything that she had just bought in Mexico <laughs> to take with her to Cuba. And um, I'm just gonna adjust for the sun here. And I just said to this woman, like, you are the most badass person I have ever seen. Like, you are so awesome. Look at you, non-attachment, like letting go of all this stuff. I was so impressed. I couldn't stop adoring her. I was like, I was just in such admiration of her example of how she was just letting go of everything. And as she was letting go of everything, she's like, you know, discarding shoes that she'd bought for her friend and shampoo and soaps that she'd bought for her friends. And this turns out her extra suitcase was pretty much all gifts for Cuban people. And then we were like, well, maybe we could take this shampoo and maybe we could take these shoes. And it just kept going like that because we were like holding the things and seeing everything. And 
in the end, my friend and I ended up taking pretty much all of her stuff with us in her, in, in our bags. So it was so cool because it was like her ability to just let go and non-attach led us to wanting to give to her. And I just, I was so inspired by that example. And she said to me, you know, I'm a, I'm a dancer too, so I will for sure see you in Havana. Uh, we get to Havana, I was so grateful to get there. And it was really interesting because the first night I went out dancing, I went with a friend. He ended up trying to kiss me um, again, which I had already told him I wasn't interested. Anyway, what I ended up praying for in that moment was like, oh, it would be so nice to have like a, a woman friend to go out dancing with where like, because when I go out dancing, if I have a friend with me, I have so much more fun. I feel so much more relaxed. Like even if I don't talk to them all night, just knowing that, that my friend is there, it makes me feel so good. So I prayed in that moment for a female friend to go dancing with. And it turned out to be Annika, who was the Swedish woman that I met at the airport. Um, we met up the next day to go dancing with each other and it, the, that was like the deal was sealed. She just became my best friend in Cuba. We had so much fun together. We went out all the same nights. Like she has more staying power than I do. She went out more nights than I did. But whenever I went out, she was always going out and we would go together and she was like the best dance companion ever. So, so um, it was really beautiful. It, I mean, there's just, I'm a four six and actually she's a four six as well. And there's just such a value in friendships. I truly cherish a good friend, uh, especially after having gone through some moments, um, you know, Canada during the pandemic where I wasn't really able to visit with friends. And, um, and then this time in the Dominican Republic where I didn't really have a lot of friends. Oh, I just cherish a good friend. Uh, and we really naturally shared a lot of the same values. Um, so it was, it is such an easy, uh, beautiful friendship. And, you know, she's Swedish. She's a mother of four. She's a vegan and a, also a lawyer and a judge, a corporate lawyer who does banking agreements and banking. She works in a bank. So she's really like this super strange combination of archetypes. Um, and total badass, real feminine, beautiful goddess. So um, she's living in Cuba because she just, she just loves it. So it was really, really so fun to hang out with her. So I went to Cuba with the idea of taking dance classes and really giving myself the chance to study dance and really become a student of dance and, and really shift my body and, 
and um, give myself the training that I never really got that my professional dance friends have. And so I took classes every day with Yanai, uh, well, most days, and then I went up dancing at night. And that was really my, my biggest plan. Um, I thought that I would be able to work quite easily because when I was in Cuba in January, I met a woman, an Icelandic woman, Siri, who is just, I mean, if you know anyone from Iceland, they're all quirky, they're all super funny, and she's no exception. Um, she lives in Cuba uh, half the year, and she works remotely, so she had good enough internet to work remotely. Um, so she told me about a, an apartment with good internet. Um, I didn't really end up having a great internet experience, which you all saw because I was not really able to continue posting on YouTube um, that easily. And uh, so I didn't end up being able to work as much as I thought I would be, which really did affect me. But I think it was all part of the bigger plan. Like I really needed to pause from what I was doing and really reconsider the right way to be working. Like what what do I really need to be focusing my attention on? Um, in the upcoming videos, I'm going to share more about the nightlife, the day life, and the lessons that I've been learning um, through being in Cuba. Uh, and um, I think that's plenty for today about why I ended up selling and letting go of everything and heading to Cuba with as little things as I could manage. I hope you enjoy this story. Please comment below. I'd love to hear what you took away from it. Hopefully something of value or at least some entertainment. And I will see you again soon in the next video. Bye. Oh, what I wanted to say about um, the instruction that I received to travel light and really move into this next chapter uh, lightly. I just thought that was so hilarious because, you know, when we're receiving guidance, divine guidance in our meditation or intuitively, we never know why. <laughs> it's like, if I knew why, I might have actually listened. It's like, travel lightly into your next chapter because there's a very strict weight limit on the flight you're going to be taking to Havana. Like that would have been helpful to know, right? I would have probably listened and trusted the instruction. Um, but I didn't trust it and I didn't listen. I mean, I did my best, but I didn't go all at, all in on it. And, um, you know, I paid for it. I really literally paid for it like thousands of dollars. <laughs> I paid a lot for that lesson. Um, so I think it's kind of funny because, I mean, in this case, it wasn't a huge consequence to not listen to my um, guidance. And it was even beautiful lesson because I got to meet Annika and I had th those really cool experiences of receiving. Um, but I also saw, you know, what it is to not listen to my intuition in that situation. So just another reason to really trust. But I just thought it was so pr funny and that like sometimes those intuitive advices aren't really like even spiritual, they're just practical. Like you might wanna pack light because you're not gonna bring, be able to bring an extra bag on your flight. <laughs> um, yeah, super funny. Okay. <laughs>
Well, beautiful, you have been listening to the Human Design Channel. For more of this, you can visit me on my YouTube, access the free Worth Workshop on my website, karenmcmullen.ca, where you can also book a one-on-one channeled human design reading and check out my many programs and masterclasses. If you've enjoyed this, I would love to receive your support through a review of the podcast and also by following. As always, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to connecting with you again soon here on the Human Design Channel.